Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Welcome back to the Business Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Dillon. Thank you for joining me once again. So today's episode, we're going live to an event. Well, it was live at the time we did it. The Entrepreneur's Secret to Success event, which many of you guys came to the event a few months back at Pride Park Stadium, where we had some great entrepreneurs. So here's the part where I came in and talked about my story and a bit about the event itself. So it's a great um, honor to, to share this with you guys. Really enjoyed sharing it with everyone who attended the event. So we thought we'd share this on the podcast as well. We've got the other speakers who did their part, which we're going to be releasing shortly as well. So I hope you enjoy this. And um, to the people who are at the event, it probably brings back a few memories as well. And uh, again, thank you for everyone who attended the event. And thank you for obviously being part of the, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, which we really uh, enjoyed. And um, it wouldn't be possible if you guys weren't listening and showing your support. So thank you for that. So let's go straight in to the talk. You hear some amazing stories. So I want to talk about my story as well. Um, the reason I do this and where it all became from, because I think it's important um, stories are very important. So even if you're inspired to create your own story from what you're hearing today, start building your story up. I think it's really important. People believe in stories. Um, so there I am. Luca, was that with your phone, was it? <laughs> so, um, so myself, my story started not so far from here. Um, I lived in Pear Tree. Anybody from Pear Tree? Yeah, we've got some pear tree people here. So uh, my, my, my family were from India. My granddads were, were in the army. Um, and as Indian parents or Asian parents, when they first came over, the first thing was survival. It was survival of trying to get some money together. You know, back in the day, just save everything, never invest. Now I invest, obviously. But just, you know, my dad was working... 14 hours a day in QDF, you want to know QDF, um, really hard work, and my mum used to work 14 hours in a, in a cold factory, um, a food factory, which I lasted about three hours in, and it was freezing. Um, so, you know, and we lived up into these terrace houses, I never really had a bedroom. I could say, ah, oh. oh. So my daughter now, I tell her, and I say, I didn't have a bedroom, she goes, Daddy, your parents must have been cruel. Yeah, it was tough. You know, now we've got rooms, we've got flats, we've got houses. And looking back then, you know, I don't look at, back at my past and think, oh, what did I have, what didn't I have? I use that as my experience because everything that we do defines us, right? So if you've had a tragedy in your life or something's happened, there's two ways to react. You can let it beat you or you can see the motivation. So I meet some people and they say the parents weren't very good to them. And I say to them, well, what you've got to do is be that different parent growing up. Don't be the same. Break that pattern. Because, you know, parenting, no one teaches parenting. I wish there was mentors for parenting, right? You have a baby, so fragile, and you've got to look after it. I can remember my Tara, my firstborn, she was born, and we were sleeping. I was just, just holding my hand, making sure she was breathing. Oh, what do I do? Start breathing. I'll go to the hospital. You don't know, do you? 
So, you know, our parents did what they can. I respect them for that because they gave us the opportunity and what opportunity they've given us and we've taken on. So I went to Village Community School, which is, again, not far from here. Who knows Village Community School? So that is such a good school, they bulldozed it down and rebuilt another one. It was an amazing school. But what it did teach me is how to deal with difficult situations. Everything happened at school, everything. Um, and, you know, but it taught us how to hustle. Billy will tell you the stories. There's always a fight Friday, fight night. You know, forget pay-per-view. You'd walk down to the, the fields and everyone would be riding down. I'll just say, don't pick me up. I don't want to fight. I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter, yeah? Um, so it, it, it teaches you different kinds of skills, doesn't it? It teaches you how to, to deal with situations, how to handle bullies. That's the best sales ever, negotiating yourself out of a problem, you know? I made some good friends. They used to back me up. Never got into a fight. Talked a good fight. Uh, but yeah, so that's where I went. And it was, you know, difficult just to walk there. You know, we don't let our children walk to the park now. My parents just took me out and said, go to school. You know, seven, eight, go to school. Now we're like watching, where they gone? Well, I've got a GPS tracker on her. You know, she's gone. So things change. Very early on, I had my car stereo. I think I left it there. So what I started doing very early on, so to make money, we weren't given money. Um, so I used to do paper rounds. Now, who does paper rounds? Cool. So um, I don't think they do, do them now, paper rounds? Or do you just email marketing now? Click a button, yeah? Um, so we did paper rounds. Made a bit of money. And I used to have a bike. So that, that was my bike. That wasn't me. That was my bike. And um, what happened was we used to get the, the papers from inside the, uh, the shop, right? There's a f probably two or three minute window if I didn't get out, my bike's going to get nicked because the area were. So what happens, I went in there, and the guy was talking about rounds and some complaining. I was thinking, oh, two minutes, our bike's going to go. Because he wouldn't let us bring the bike in because he had mud on, right? He was, keep your bike outside. Came out, my bike got nicked. And without thinking about it, I was like thinking, one, I'm going to get told off big time when I get home. And two, I can't do the paper run because you need the bike to go around, right? Um, but, what, you know, I didn't give up. And what I did do was, as I got older, I started selling car stereos. Now, who knows? Grant, you'll definitely know this because you've got the old cars and stuff, right? Do you remember the old snatch plates? Yeah? And the click-offs, right? So what used to happen was, I used to... Sorry? Right, so I thought it was Frank Lampard coming in. So I used to um, play for Derby County when I was 13 and 14 years old. And I, I, I found this book. And that was in 1995. We used to get, like, pay for Derby County as a schoolboy. You used to get, like, a ticket. So you can go to all the matches free. Um, so what, we, what used to happen was, my mate used to be a bit of a hustler himself. He was a young lad. Um, he used to have all this money on him. So we'd go to McDonald's. He'd take us there for all these um, chicken and all that kind of stuff. I used to think, where did he get the money from? He goes, I sell car stereos. I go, how would you do that? He goes, well, on a Saturday when the match is on, if you go to the old ad mag on the Monday, there's loads of listings for stereos. I said, how does that work then? So I figured it out. So on Saturday, what would happen? People would nick the stereos. <laughs> I was not part of this at all. No, I, I couldn't. I, I'll get caught. I'm the worst ever. And they used to list it on the eBay. So you go on, you buy it for 25 quid. And then I used to sell it to a garage near my school. So I'd go up to the garage, said, Do you want to buy car stereos? Take a rucksack and sell it to them at profit. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. So you take them down, they sell them and make a profit. So we make 20, 25, 30 quid. Now, 
what happened was I had to give that up because they moved here in the end. So obviously no more. There's a nice car park now, fully secured. But it just taught me that I could get something and sell it. And in fact, them lessons then, I teach to my daughter. And I've just had an email from the Telegraph recently. Our article went in and she emailed me. She goes, your article's done so well. And in that article, I talk about my daughter. Now my daughter, now we've got, who's got young children here? Yeah, the biggest thing and the biggest challenge we got now is they've got everything. And what I mean by everything, I don't mean like luxury things. I mean like you can go to Poundland and buy five things, just give it to them, right? Because they always want something. So I'm trying to install something in them that basically teaches them that money is important. It is important because when you go out into the real world, us as entrepreneurs know how tough it is, right? You've got to go out every day. And in recruitment, I don't know, Billy will tell you all this stuff. Recruitment, we're the hunters. We've got to go out every single day. We've got to get them leads every single day. And that's what I taught my daughter. And that's a lesson I've passed down, but now she flips it on eBay to sell my iPhones. Grant, make sure my iPhones are still there because she loves selling them. You know, you get money from them. And she's built up 900 pounds, 18 months. And I'll tell you what I did. I got started with the most boring thing to sell. Now, who's got DVDs? Old CDs, right? So I had a stack of these and I thought, great, she'll, she'll make about 25 quid. Be awesome, right? She made £4.50. <laughs> and she said, Dad, did, did this is how you make money. That's what these videos you're doing. But what it was, she had to put everything on a spreadsheet. There's an app called Zip. You can Google it and you can put it in an app, right? I won't suggest you guys doing it. You're far too busy to make £4.50. But you can put it on there and she did it. But that taught the lesson. And when that check came, I've kept that check today. And I posted it recently. I said, this is how you make money. You get something and you sell it. And now she sells the iPhones. We had some old office equipment. Sorry, Billy, I had to take it when we left. You know, it was in the stock room. But we sold them. And now she got that. And here's the biggest thing. Guess what now? When I say to her, she wants something. I say to her, okay, let's get out your bank. Nah, daddy, don't touch that. That's an investment fund. Yeah? So when they made the money themselves, they value a bit more, right? So again, them lessons I'm passing down. We can all give these lessons to our children. We can all get them to flip stuff on eBay. Obviously, watch the accounts. You know, you've got you to police it. But again, I'm just trying to pass that down. Education. So I did that. And then, you know, one of the things as Asians, as anybody, right? What's, what, does, what does the system teach you? You go to school. You get the education. Get the GCSEs. And where do you go after? You get into university. I know it's changing now, but I'm talking 20 years ago. University was a route to go. That was where you get that degree and you get that gold, right? You get this degree, you get that certificate, and you get out. Who's been to university? Right, keep your hand up if university has been of value, apart from doctors. I know, I know that's for you guys. Cool. I'll put my hand down. So for me, I studied business information systems. But they didn't teach me how to sell. So... I left with 30k debt. We all know what debt looks like in student. They give the loans up such easy these days. Can you see that, guys? Yeah, cool. Um, I didn't really come with any skills. But i tell you what skill I did have was how to survive with five pounds a day. The old chicken and chips. One pound wrapped up, eat it. That's what I survived on. Because our parents didn't give us any money. I used to work at UPS. I keep referring to Billy because he's been with me all the time. Remember UPS? We work on nights. We just, uh, I think it was, was it Sunday? Yeah, so we work there and then we'll drive up to Birmingham Uni. Um, so we make our own money. Again, I wanted to make my own money. Um, but I had to survive on a budget. 
But I came up with a degree. Now, people ask me, Jay, you said you didn't do anything at university. How did you come up with a degree? I'll tell you what I did do. I made some great connections. I'm a networker. I love networking. And what I did was I'd always have a laugh with the guys there, but I'd pick up the table, who's smart here. And I said, well, can I, can I join in with you? Are we doing the homework? Are we doing the assignments? And back then, 75% was the, the dissertation assignment. So I got in with them just by being in association with them. You know, they loved me because I was fun. You know, I'd come around to my house, I'd mess about, whatever. Um, but I networked, but I came up with a degree. Did it mean anything? No. I expect I've got a degree now. I'm going to put my, there was no job boards then. I'll just put it out there and these doors are going to open, yeah. Going to get this amazing job, whatever. Nothing opened. So I had to start at the bottom again, try and get myself into jobs. But I was pretty good at getting jobs. So one thing what I was good at was good at selling. And people say to me, you know, what makes a good salesperson? It's just doing it over and over again. Just repeating it, repeating the process. Rob, you're not in recruitment. It's just a process, right? It's KPIs. When people say, oh, he's a great salesperson, in a sense, you just want to be keep doing the activity. In any business, if it's failing, it's down to the activity. And you know it, and I know it myself. I know when I'm not hitting certain targets, the activity isn't there. So um, we start with the vision. So when I, when I left these companies, one thing that was really good and got my idea about thinking about recruitment was I was meeting recruitment agents. So they were placing me. They loved me because they made a fee every six months, right? And the good thing was I started thinking, you know what? This is amazing, right? You meet for a coffee, you get a few CVs, you go to the client, you get paid three or four grand on a placement, happy days. They didn't tell me about the rebate then, you know, we got a refund after. But generally speaking, that's when I started getting excited about recruitment. So I got a bit of experience, and then we talk about visions, and I put a bit of vision in there. And Kavita mentioned it, and she was great. You don't need a complicated vision. You just need something that you believe in. I'm going to show you my vision, and it, my vision was done on a piece of paper. So I caught a flight, Singapore Airlines, so I quit my job, took a flight, and this, on a piece of paper, was my vision. I just wrote it down, because I believed in it, and look at it, it looks terrible. But that was the vision, to have different teams working in recruitment, um, all the different sectors. And I look at that and I think, you know what, I really believed in that. I really believed that I could build, you know, to little details, reception area. Billy or no, that office came true. That literally, I mapped that probably five years before I had that office. And it was just because I believed it and I wanted to do it. So you don't need a complicated, I know business plans are great. I do and I, I work with people on that. But generally the vision's got to be something which you really believe in. It's got to be believable. You've got to want it because once you've got the business plan out of the way, it's then your mind, right? It's your mind. So that was my vision and I mapped it on five hours. One thing I want to share with you. Now, who's read this book? I knew, anyone read this book? I'm not giving this away. Yeah. So this is a book that's really important. I'll tell you why it's important because when you have a vision, who starts talking to you in your head saying you can't do it? It's the chimp, right? It's something in your mind that says, you can't do it. You can't do it. I met Grant Cardone, and I thought billionaires are like God. When I met him, you just think he's just a normal person. Just normal. That's that chimp telling me, oh, he's a billionaire. I'm not tall. He's shorter than me. 
You know what I mean? You expect this thing. So it just, at the end of the day, all it is about is the mindset. So if you haven't read that book, read that book. Because in business, I mentioned before, it's the successes that don't define you. It's the challenges that you go through, right? It's the challenges. So we grew the company pretty quick. 12 months into the business, we got in the paper, which is great. Paper always love a good story. I'm in the paper quite a lot. But storytelling is what the papers want. They don't want you to sit there by saying... I'm Jay, I'm wonderful. They want a story. That story is we got an apprentice a job for our agency. You know. Um, so we got the exposure. And then a recession came. Now this is a pivotal point. That's brought, us, well, brought me here where I am, brought me for the podcast. So 2008, 2009, even when I talk about it, I feel a bit uncomfortable at times. Is such a difficult part in my uh, in my journey. So who remembers the, the the last recession? Yeah. So who remembers the recession prior? Okay. See, for me, I don't know what a recession looked like. So going to business, did really well. Told my family I'm doing it. Everyone's thinking we're doing brilliant. Billy was there. You know, the cars are there. Everything was there. And then out of the blue, bang. The recession came. And what's the first thing that goes in recession? The jobs. Then the housing market. And I use, up until then, I use business coaches. And I got a lot of respect for business coaches. They do a great job. Now, when I spoke to a business coach, at that time, everything was going so well. This is why I talk about, you know, the, the success are great, but it's the challenges. So I sat down with him. And I said to him, look, I've got a problem. Yeah, we're losing staff. I've got these overheads. I don't want to give up. What can I do? And he was honest with me and he said, Jay, I'm going to be really honest with you. I've got the same challenges. I've never had a recession. I've never been there. In fact, I'm struggling myself. And I shook his hand and we parted company because he couldn't help me. But that's when I thought, I thought it's game over. I literally sat there in my office, head down, thinking, I've, we, you know, we're big offices then. You know, big, I had staff and a team working for me. You know, people talk to me about their children, about their livelihood. I felt the pressure. I felt the pressure of telling people that I, I failed in business. What can I do? I can't go back to a job. There's a gap in my CV. Back in the day, people looked at CVs, didn't they? If you've got a gap, you're not getting a job. Now it's a bit different. And then I was sitting there, and then this guy played such a big role. I, I don't think he, he knows how much he played in that role. So I'm sitting there in my office, top floor. And by the way, Mike, he built a big insurance business multi-millionaire, private jet, this is like, my God, I love this guy. And here's the thing, when I first met him, if you look at Mike, he's 95% burnt, right? When I first started, I was freaked out. I freaked out. And this is why story is so important. And he sat me down and told me what happened. Basically, he was going down a plane on his private jet. He's a pilot as well. So he's flying down from the Isle of Man. That's where he lives now. And he's coming over to Burton-on-Trent. His, his plane's coming down, uh, malfunctioned, just about to land on this green field. He goes, as I'm coming down, he sees children. And obviously the reaction, any parent, anybody, anyone, is to avoid the children. So he avoided the children and went into some trees. And them trees set the plane on fire. Yeah? And he came out, there's a documentary on Bravo about this, he came out and the farmer saw him. He was in flames, literally in flames. And they, the father got him, managed to just put the flames out. They took him down, and he's been such a journey. His hands, everything was burnt. He's a true inspiration. 
So when I used to meet Mike, every time in my office, he had a flash car, I had mastermind. I was loving life. And what happened was when he'd come and say, Jay, I like you, he goes, you remind me of me when I was younger. And I loved that. I thought, brilliant. I love to be where you are. I love to have a jet. I love to have that. So every time he came, I'd always be very, very confident with him, yeah, because I wanted to show that I'm the main guy. But on that time of the recession, I did something which I'm so glad I did, and I think more of us need to do. I opened up to him. Because he saw me with my head down, because he was the landlord of my properties, by the way. He had big properties in Burton. He was my landlord of my offices. So he came and he said, Jay, what's up? And normally I say, mate, yeah, man, I'm smashing it. My targets are done. And he said, yeah, Jay, you keep going, man. You still remind me of you. He kept saying that. I loved it. By that time, I said to him, I said, Mike, I've got a problem. Big problem. I go, I'm done. I can't do anything. No one's recruiting no more. There's no one taking jobs no more. The orders are getting cancelled. What can I do? Because, you know, my dream was to have a business, but not to fail in a business, right? That's all our dreams. And what he said to me, he said to me, right, Jay, no, look, you're not done. I've been through this before. And he said to me, look, this is what you're going to do. You're going to drive around Burton-on-Trent tonight. You're going to go around and you're going to tell me tomorrow how many houses are for sale. Because the last market, which I didn't know anything about, interest rates went sky high. Every house was money for sale. He goes, tell me tomorrow what happened. So I reported back to him. And I said there wasn't many boards up because the banks had put some money back into the system trying to stabilize it. And this recession, though it's been bad, they've stabilized through money. And I did that. And he said, right, I'm going to work with you on that. And he got me through that. That is the first time that I realized the difference between a mentor and anybody else. I never knew what a mentor was. There wasn't that many mentors. Google wasn't really big at the time. You couldn't Google it. And you know what? I look back at his stuff, what he actually told me to do. And he didn't have no magic formula. He just gave me the belief. He gave me the belief that you could do it. Um, we talk about brand. We talk about competition. And, you know, two th that recession hit me because my uncle passed away. Um, I don't know about you, but the first death in your family is hard, right? You don't know what? I was shocked. My system was shocked. So going through that, my mentor really helped me. He kept me going. And then top it all off, when you go through a tough time, you see the people who stay with you. Um, Billy, man, I owe you a lot. Such a great guy. He's always there for me. He runs the business now through the Doyen Group. But... He'll, he'll, he'll know when our two top salespeople that I'd nurtured, I'd, I'd taken them from like apprentices to high-flying sales executives. So I was there, right? So when this situation, they come in. I've just had a death in my family, trying to retract everything. I come in, and then one of them hands a notice in. So I'm thinking, my top, this is like a top footballer. I've trained these guys. I put them at the forefront, worked with them. She says, I'm leaving. So I think, okay, fine, another you know, thing to deal with. So I'm a mentor. He said, right, do this. Get the other salesperson on board, promote her up. I go in. Next minute, she comes in. She goes, I'm leaving. So they're both leaving, right? So I'm thinking, what do I do? Good mentor again. Speak to him. He said, right, don't stabilize it. We had an operation meeting, Billy, and we went to see all the clients, didn't we? And stabilize it. And then I had this weird dream. I had this weird dream. So anyway, before the dream, I met these girls, right? I'm such a... I think I'm genuinely think out for the people. So I met the two girls. I said, what are you guys doing? You've helped me. I'm going to help you. They go, we're doing a training business. I go, brilliant. That's cool. So I gave the P45s, gave them a bonus for helping me. I said, by the way, if you're doing a training business, why don't you use our old office? You know, it's all set up for, for what it is, right? And they go, that's a great idea. 
So anyway, at night time, I had this dream. I had this dream that these two have set an agency up trying to get my clients. So I got my Range Rover car, I drove down, flipping it was true. They'd set a company and um, in competition, similar kind of name. And that was, again, a very tough time. I look at all these challenges. My mentor said to me, I went to courts, I went to everything. He said, look, forget it. He goes, focus on your business. Focus on yourself. So although that's such a good, tough time, I said to myself, when I get to a stage when I can sell the business and I've got time, I want to get into mentoring. So we grew the business to 500 staff. They're not the girls that did that, so don't point at them, yeah? Um, big clients, Land Rover, Jaguar, Toyota. You know, Kavita talks about... I love the story. She talks about, you know, being your brand, right? So my branding from the start was always to have that brand, even when I started. So this is a sign. Billy, sorry, I had to knit this when I left, yeah? So, <laughs> so this is my branding. And do you know why I chose Fast Track? It's a crazy thing, right? The reason I chose it, because it's a common word. So I go to pitch for clients, and I say, Jay from Fast Track, oh, we've heard of you. Yeah, yeah, you haven't, yeah, yeah, brilliant. So again, just talking about branding, looking at names, did the logo and everything. So we built it quite fast. And branding is really important. I, you know, you guys know me. People say I'm all over social media because I'm branding. I think branding is so important. It gets you seen. So we expanded to London Leeds. Um, again, I was, back in the day, I did not do many photographs. I know it's hard to believe, yeah? But I did not do, I was a shy guy. I was like, okay, if you look here, Jay Dillon, the company's managing director, but the story was the two apprentices, the paper love stories, right? So I put that in there. But I didn't want to share my face. So people say to me, Jay, where were you, you know, 10, whatever years ago? You know, I never saw a picture of it. I said, I was building a business. I wanted an exit strategy. I wanted to build a business, start it. And most importantly, I wanted to sell it. I did not want to be a statistic that failed. So even though I come out now, I've not done loads before, it's important for me to have you actually go through the process. So we built it up, some big clients, Sold the business. There's a sign. Billy, if you want to know where it went. Um, yeah, and then we got some media coverage. And I was in the paper. I was in the paper, was it, Monday, two years ago, right? I was so scared about my article. So scared that I had them to send it to proofread it because I was thinking, what's the reaction going to be? Jay did an entrepreneur. You know, I didn't want to like, you know, my, my story. People don't know your story when you get in the paper. They'll just know, oh, look at him showing off, yeah? So my story was about my whole journey of what I did, when I started, how I did it. And that article got 300 shares. And for a paper, I guess an average of 40 shares, I mean, people sharing it, that was amazing. I think on that day, sorry, Frank, we got bigger than Frank Lampard. Because people love a story, right? If you genuinely done it, I don't mean bullshit stories. I don't mean making them up just to try and make yourself look bigger. I mean genuine stories of what you've been through, because people will connect. Because if you watch a speaker and he tells you a story and you watch him again and it's all changed again, you know he's just trying to make it influence the audience, right? But think about your story now. Think about your movie. What are you making? What are we documenting? Because ultimately, at the end, what have we got? A legacy, right? Someone asked me the other day, well, Jay, what drives you? What drives me is to leave a mark when I leave that people can have it. The whole podcast was about that, about giving out. I'm thankful we got such a good traction on events because of the podcast. So I met the royal family. I've not gone OBE, so Kavita's done me on that one. Sati, you might have to pull a few strings. I know you're connecting the media there, you know, from BBC and that. You have to pull some strings. But that was a great day. Luca's always tagged in. 
Luke is here. So, you know, that was a great day. And that was just from working with the trust, giving back at the start. Because when I started mentoring, what's the first thing? So I got approached by coaching companies. I got approached by uh, franchises and said, Jay, you've got a good story. Can you head out our, our, our mentoring stuff? And I said to them, if I'm going to do something at the start, which I'm going to build into Academy, which today I'm so honored to, to share with you today, is I want to do it with this, the objective for me is to make sure that I deliver to anybody. Nothing else apart from making them work. And the first thing is I got this, um, you guys know for the Princess Trust, you do a business plan, don't you, right? So I got that business plan through to me, the first ones. I sold the business, Princess Trust said to me, do you want to do some mentoring? I said, great, I'll do it, no problem. And the first file was a magician. And Luke is still here today, so I must have done all right. Um, so I got a magician. Now, just imagine, I've done recruitment. I've done property. To be given a magician, what the hell? What am I going to do with a magician? I might sit there and say, do me a few tricks. That's brilliant. And he does a few tricks now and again. Um, but generally, what I did was I thought, no, if I want to do mentoring, I want to help people, I've got to do it across the board. It's easy to do recruitment. It's easy to do um, property investment, but if you want to be a mentor that's going to help people in different sectors and build an academy, you've got to help these people that are difficult to help. I don't mean looking, so I mean people that have got a background, no business skills, got no anything about vision, and we did that. And Luke will tell you later on the story, but generally, he's just done so amazing. I'm so proud of this guy. You know, four million followers around the world. So, so, so proud. But really, that is what made me feel like mentor. I want to do that. I did, I did it with quite a few people on the Prince's Trust. And that's what happened. So we moved fast forward, saw the business, enjoyed it. Now, by the way, you must enjoy your success, right? Who feels guilty about buying something sometimes? You've got to enjoy your success. You've got to enjoy it. investment in yourself. And by the way, you know when I talk about personal branding? Mind you, I'm not saying you fell for the Aston Martin, but that did help, yeah? So generally speaking, enjoy your successes, I don't mean go out there and get a loan and get this nice car and say, Jay said, enjoy your successes. I mean, like, when you're ready, enjoy it. Have a holiday. Have a break. I did a podcast recently. I got loads of downloads. And I talk about, as entrepreneurs, we don't take a break. And someone comes back to me, Jay, that's all right. I've got a book holiday. You know, you're all right. I ain't got time. I said, look, just go to cinema and watch a film. That's a break, right? I had a breakthrough moment, you know, watching stuff. Just take a break from your, your thing, because your mind is like a phone now. Clock, 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 take a break. Little breaks are really important, but enjoy your successes. I don't drink really, but that champagne bottle just, uh, I don't know what that was actually. So, and the whole thing, my story, you know, I've spent eight hours on my story and uh, I don't, don't want to let the other speakers down. So with regards to my story, the podcast came out and what a success that podcast has been. I never even thought that I'd get where I am on podcast. I put it out there. Even now, when someone sends you a message and says, Jay, you've inspired me, I'm like, wow. Because all I'm doing is putting my story out there, right? That's all I'm doing. So we got to know on the iTunes by sharing it. We've got over 202 um, reviews. A lot of the listeners are here. If you're not listening, it's free material there. Check it out. We've interviewed uh, multimillionaires. Patrick Bet David, you know, you follow him, massive guy. I work with him now. Um, and really, regards to that is, just getting the information out there. And I love it. I love it because I'm just telling stories. And I work with some great people. I've interviewed loads of people on my podcast. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And the story, you know, the whole event around entrepreneurs, secret success, is that, look, the knowledge is there. It's just taking the action steps, right? 
listening to these stories. And that's why I wanted to bring these entrepreneurs together. Really important that people have done it. So we can look at them and say, look, they're further down the line, but we can get there. They're just normal people, right? Normal people. And it's important to know that these people can do it, you can do it. So why do I share this story? Was I think I start with nothing. You can build a seven-figure business with the right support because the knowledge is already out there.